Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because, look, I've lost Doug. He's somewhere in Las Vegas. I have no idea where he is, and it's his wedding in two days. So I kind of need to find him as soon as possible. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they use to get off work, to the song that sets the tone for the day, their favorite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from Aussie comedy superstars, to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even Mike Tyson. But this week, we have the fabulous Talia Joan. Talia Joan is a poet, writer, actor, producer, and of course, a hilarious comedian. Talia Joan has performed around the globe from London to Singapore to Bali and, of course, at home in Australia. Talia has a new show called Audacious that's coming to Knox Street Bar on the 29th of June, 2023. So get your tickets quickly if it hasn't already sold out. Otherwise, check out Talia Joan's upcoming gigs on her website, www.alittlewildlife.com. So get your tickets to these shows. As always, make sure to rate, review and subscribe. Really means a lot to us. But for now... Pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck a Sickie. Dahlia, thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Sickie. It is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. We, um, we're not going to skirt around it. We've said it before. You're doing this in your car, which, you know, is not the first time that we've done a podcast in the car. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Just for clarification for anyone tuning in, if the edit has gone wrong, I'm not living in the car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just for everybody who's like tuning in right now, international, worldwide, huge fans of Talia Joan and Chucking the Sicky podcast, I'm not living inside the car. I just um, use this part-time as my recording studio. No, I, I appreciate that because I was uncertain. So I'm glad that you clarified. <laughs> now we all know, not living in her car. They say, like, if you're really, really messy, you're a creative. And <laughs> I, I knew for me that creativity and, you know, being an artist of some sort was in my destiny when I offered a girl after a gig a lift home and she asked me if I was living inside my car. Oh, my God. That is a bad – I mean, that's why you're creative. Yeah. That's why you're creative. Yes. Thank and goodness. And that just goes to show the quality of my material. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the amount of cans at the bottom of my car shows that the car looks like shit, but <laughs> – the content is quality. If you can't get into your car, then that's really a sign of you being probably a world-class comedian. Literally. <laughs> it's it's living in a trash bit straight to Hollywood. Yeah, that's what they say. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've heard the story about the guy that plays Phil Dunphy in Modern Family. He was living in his car, got the gig as like Phil Dunphy, and now has been like the face of Modern Family for the past, I don't know, 10 years. Okay, well, if there's any agents listening, I'm living in the <laughs> <Yeah>. car. <laughs> I'm living in the car. I need the role. All they need to know. All they need to know. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got to start off your perfect day in the worst possible situation. So for you, what was your worst job that you've ever had? To be honest with you, I've done every single job that you can almost imagine. And like, it's not even the jobs that you think would be bad. Like I've been a cleaner, like that wasn't bad at all. Um... I think it's probably any job that hasn't been fun. And so that's 
Like I just, I just can't stay in a job super long. Same as every person in the world right now. I've always been a super, super hyperactive kid. That's melded into my adolescence, and that's cemented itself <laughs> into adulthood. Um, because if you don't shake off bad habits in your youth, they stick with you for the long term. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a bad habit. Um, it is. It's debatable. It is when like you're 30 years old and getting like a timeout from your boss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like being told to like leave the room, take a few breaths, come back when you're feeling like clear. Um, and instead of coming back feeling clear, you've just come back with a dance that you think the whole <laughs> office should learn. Um, but I remember working in recruitment. And how I got this job was I was in Bali um, and I was surfing, met this girl out in the sea and she's like, you're so funny. I'm actually in charge of hiring at the moment. I think I'm just going to hire you like when I get back. And I was like, I have no qualifications for recruitment. She's like, I just want you around. And <laughs> the vibes. got through the interview process. I think it was like two or three interview processes. And then they asked me for a resume. And I was like, I just don't have one. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I just don't have one. Um, I can send you like a, my type five, which is just like a clip <laughs> yeah. of like five really, really good jokes. <laughs> and they're like, um, okay. So I sent them like a comedy reel for a recruitment company, got the job. The big, big boss was like, you're so bad at this job because I kept like interviewing people on the phone, which is what you do in recruitment. Halfway through, just completely forgot what I was doing and just started like testing material, finding out what they're up to. um, One-on-one comedy shows. And then, yeah, and then the guy was like, the the big, big boss was like, you're so bad at this job, but, like, we kind of love having you around. So we're going to get you off the phones and just make you the office manager. Um, Oh, my God. But we don't need one of those. So pretty much you just have to, like, buy snacks and (laughs) make sure that, like, people are okay. (laughs) And then That's a great um, job. That only lasted a month because they couldn't, like, financially support it. But so I got fired um, and I got fired in like a fine way. And then they all came to my show. I just had, just did the Sydney Comedy Festival. And this is like a couple of no years way. ago now. And they all came and they came on the stage and gave me a hug. And then everyone in the crowd thought that you would just come and give me a hug before you left. So before <laughs> I know it, I was like hugging like 50 people. And I was like, oh, okay, this is so, I was like, not everybody gets a kiss. They, they're not yeah, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit too intense. Yeah, I, I think like, because I've always been able to talk myself out of every situation. I think when he was like, we just need to let you go. I just knew it was coming, but I was like really upset and I just mm. cried. You're like, like, I can get out of this. I just cried. I was like, I just got I didn't even like this job. <laughs> just buying snacks. I, I, I'm just blown away that you got this job while you were surfing in Bali. Like that's the start of fantastic things. And then the girl who got me the job, they were trying to fire her as well. So I was <laughs> yeah, like, okay. she's my best friend. And everyone's like, don't <laughs> say that too loud. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I need to know now, you say that you can get yourself out of tough situations. What's the worst situation that you've managed to talk your way out of? 
Oh gosh, that for legal reasons. Yeah, no fair. Let's. (laughs) (laughs) I realized as I said, I was like, this could be problematic. I I will tell you a funny story, and you can edit it if it's not allowed. Um, but I used to work for Boost Juice, and I don't know if we can. Or for legal reasons, let's say it was Noosed Moose, and (laughs) an undisclosed juicing corporation. Fantastic. Yes, that rhymes with schmooshed. Yeah, and I, I think I was fourteen or 15 and we just tried pot for our first time <laughs> at the night the night before so yeah. we smoked a couple of doobs me and three friends and I passed out straight away <laughs> and woke up the next day and was like oh my god I had to go to work um I won't say like which boost juice or which schmoosh moosh it was yeah but ran there in my uniform because my friend lived around the corner turned up and my boss was like I can't believe that you turned up to work like this. And I was like, how do you know I smoked weed at the top of my life? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he was like, God. I didn't know you smoked weed. You've got dicks drawn all over the <laughs> Oh, my. Which makes sense. I understand the correlation 15-year-olds. <laughs> because I passed out everyone yeah, through of dicks course. on my face. That's what you do. I mean, I'm up so- into the age of... 30 i guess i'm still doing it yeah yeah (laughs) did you get out of that situation though did he fire you so so he was like i didn't know but you've got dicks all over your face and then i looked at myself and like the silver reflective side of the boot and i was like and i had dicks like dick city like you know that episode of is it super bad where seth rogan's like obsessed with Uh, dick yeah yeah that was the movie i was just Dicks marrying dicks, dicks growing like it's, apple It's creative dicks. at some point. Like, it's impressive. It was a work of art. Yeah, like, yeah. like the, yeah, people would be queuing up for that if it was in the Louvre. Yeah, but not at Boost Juice at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Like, it's the opposite of what you want when you just want a mango tango. Literally. And wild, I'd been smoking the fan tango the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I, I, I think I talked myself out of that one, but. He eventually wore thin with me. So the end of this story is there was a couple of other little cheeky things that I did and, you know, new new people that I was pranking, like this new sh- shy, timid girl, like you have to go and get the, the ingredients from the storeroom. And I was like, I'll write you a list. And I wrote like a flying nun and a spicy lemon. And she came back just distraught because she was in the cool room for like hours trying to find all these things. Poor girl. And my manager was like, who did this? Actually, I know. And I was like, <laughs> it was me. Yeah, yeah. It's, at that point, it's, it's surely the girl with dicks in permanent markers all over her face. Like... Also, those dicks took months to wash off. Not yeah. months, but no, it took like two showers. It's it's not easy to get permanent marker off. Uh, I can no. say this from experience. Like, it's a terrible yeah. situation. So, so then, so that's like 14, 15. I eventually get fired because he's just like had enough of me. The funny thing is I go and live overseas when I finish school from like the age of 18 to almost 20, come back, Europe trip, super broke. And I'm like, I need a job, quick job that is like brainless. And I apply for a boost juice (laughs) at a different shopping center. Yeah. Different franchise. And I put boost juice on my resume thinking like they'll hire me for sure. They'll probably give me the managerial role or like give me like ownership. And then he calls me and he says, I've called your old boss from five years ago, like 14, 15, um, and he's told me that hiring you would be the biggest mistake. (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that is so unfair. So I'm banned from working at every booth juice pretty much in Sydney. Goodness. You must be the only person on their birthday that avoids booth juice like the plague. Just like, I can't go near that franchise. I turn up with like a fake moustache <laughs> yeah. and just like alarms go off. They're like, she's in the premises. <laughs> get her, get her. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. I know that you said that HR might have been your worst job, but I reckon that boost juice, I mean, it sounds fun, but being banned for ju- from boost juice for life is like, is like, that's my nightmare. That's a terrible situation. Yeah. Not, not from sipping the sweet nectar of the franchise, yeah. just from employment. So where do you go now when you want that sweet, sweet nectar that is boost juice? I mean, I worked there for years. I just recreated it at home and then sell it for double the price. <laughs> Ironically, that's probably the bit we have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, like, I live in Bondi. I'm in Smoothie Central. Like, yeah, that's true. You can go there's anywhere. There's more smoothies than solids where yeah. I live. Yeah. Like liquid is not a food, right? I, I feel like I feel like with Bondi as well, they went through their like frozen yogurt stage. Then they got rid of all the frozen yogurts. They're like, that's too solid for us. We want Thank just the you. smoothies. No joke was legitimately having this conversation today. Cause I was like, far out. I could really smash a froyo. Like <laughs> and they do it by weight too. I don't know yeah. who because you go anything after 500 grams and it's like your life savings. Oh, it is so much. It's so hard to find a Froyo now. Yeah, unless you go, look, I'm going to name drop because I hope they sponsor at some point, but Yoshi would be great. But that stuff is ruining my savings. Yoshi, if you're listening, sponsor us. Boost Juice, if you're listening, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just owning it. <laughs> look, that sounds like an awful job, but something that I guess is a bit less awful is your comedy career. I know that you are an MC, you're a writer, you're a comedian, you're a poet. Um you mentioned before we got on the pod that you're doing a residency as well, which is so exciting. Tell us a bit more about this residency. Like, what does it entail? Um, so I just finished my Sydney Comedy Festival run, which was such a hoot. I think more exciting for me is I've just recently announced um, my own show that I'm producing, which is called Audacious. Um, and Auda- I literally announced this this morning. Um And so audacious pretty much means to make a bold move um, or take a bold risk. And it's pretty much to have the audacity. And the premise of it is, is like, everyone will shove this idea down your throat that you can't have it all. And I'm here to tell you that you can. (laughs) Keep in mind, let's remember, I am recording this in my car. In your car. (laughs) (laughs) You can live like me. Which we know is akin to a garbage uh, space as well, which is why audacious works. You want to live in a trash can and be banned by juice bar? Follow these easy steps. So I'm pretty much creating this night. And, I mean, early on in my comedy career, I really lived to serve others. I was always thinking, like, what is in the news? What do other people think is funny? What is everyone else talking about? And then... I realised, like, it was never a dream of mine to get into comedy. I'm actually a qualified teacher and a child psychologist. So I went to uni for five and a half years. I did the smart thing. 
Um, well, it's not really smart because I've got a heavy debt just like haunting <laughs> yeah. me. Like every yeah. morning I wake up and I'm like, what's this suffocatingness I feel? Is it <laughs> asthma? And I'm like, no, it's a hex debt. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remember when uni used to be free? I mean, we don't, but it was free yeah. at some point. <laughs> I know. And now it's like gone up by 2% and everyone's like, if you're smart, you'll put a 10% deposit down on your uni- on your hex debt and think <laughs> of your future. I'm like, I can't even afford eggs that aren't caged. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. you don't. <laughs> So I wanted to create this. So I, so I used to really like live to serve others um, in my comedy career um, and probably in my youth. But <laughs> I have now flipped. I mean, I turned 30 and just got this like whole breath of fresh air, um, which is just do it for you. And I've just gotten funnier, which uh, <laughs> and maybe it's only because like I'm enjoying it now. But I pretty much have curated this night which is my dream evening because I think in Sydney it's, and I say this like so unresearched, like I don't know what is actually going on in Sydney because I'm so confused. But let's pretend that it's fact. Let's pretend that everything is fact and this heavily researched podcast and Chucking a Sickie is actually a medical advice platform. It is. But, (laughs) but, um, you know, in Sydney, I think like when you want to have a night out, it's either like a raging club where you can't hear anything or a real like expensive dinner. Like it's hard to kind of blend the few things. And I can't focus on one thing for too long. Love to try it all. Love to have it all. Just want everything at my fingertips. So I've created this night. It's comedy. It's cabaret. It's burlesque. It's song. It's drinks. It's social. It's fun. And it's in the city. Um, and that's just been such an absolute pleasure to put together. So it's called Audacious. It's one night only for now. 29th of Um, June, right? 29th of June at Knox Street Bar, which is such a cool venue. I've never been to it. Where is it it in the city? Unreal. It's literally across the road from Broadway. Okay. Um, and you go in and it's like this cave of all these random bits and bobs. There's like a booth where it's all car seats and there's a full stage. They've got beehive up beehives upstairs where they incorporate the honey and the um honeycomb into their drinks. Sorry, wait. Like beehives in a like are they contained or there's just they're the just bees like, are just running free. They're from wild. The they don't care. <laughs> it's not a show. It's actually an episode of Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, they're upstairs in the level, so you can't go there. But oh, okay. it's just obviously because bees are endangered and mm. need to be cared for so they're doing like a give back kind of thing um super cool venue the guys who run it are unbelievable um and I'm excited to bring a little small venue a raging fun night too because that's what the arts is about supporting and I just wanted to mend all these pockets of creativity by saying hey let's like form a little bit of a unity let's get the drag queens the burlesque the clowns the comedians yeah. to all have this fun night out and say we're all in this and let's yeah. get crazy that's awesome i saw that there's a drag queen there's obviously you there's another comedian yeah. and a, a, a cabaret dancer as well so it's cabaret like clown so she's doing like clown. burlesque musical I mean, it's it's pretty much whatever anybody wants to do. And I am going to open up like five or ten minutes at the end if someone wants to come up and try something for That's their first great. time. Yeah. I mean, that could go really well or that could uh, 
be unique is the really other way. Really well for them or really well for us? We need uh, to laugh with or laugh yeah. at. <laughs> Which either way is a great outcome. Yeah, but it's a safe space. Like, you know, it's very LGBTQIA friendly. It's very women friendly. I mean, anyone is invited unless you're a dick and then you just... Stay yeah. Home. Well, it is funny because I saw um, you were interviewed and you spoke about the fact that people kept on saying to you like, oh, you're funny for a woman. And it's like, well, this is just a ridiculous sentiment. <laughs> like, Yeah. And I had I had it because I'm Jewish um, and it was a Jewish holiday recently, which I couldn't even tell you what it was, but I was at a dinner for it. I'm like, <laughs> they're like, this is happening. And I'm like, is there food? I'll be there. Yeah, fantastic. Um, which, Which is inherently so Jewish. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure every Jewish festival, except for the fasts, uh, are based around food. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm at the, the dinner table and the topic comes up of me being a comedian and this guy who's roughly around my age within the same, like, quiz like quiz bracket, you know, are you between this age? Yeah, between yeah. This age? He, <laughs> we take the same box. And um, he says, oh, so you're a comedian, but you're a woman. Like, how do you? <laughs> oh, my God. And, and he, does, he does this. What are they called? The... Oh, like quotation marks. He does quotation marks. He goes, so you're a comedian. Oh, my um, God. Like, well, you don't actually need those because it's just facts. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's like, so how does that work? And I was like, well, it works by not feeling the need to educate someone on the fact that comedy isn't gendered. But yeah. here I go. <laughs> quotation marks that i mean that shouldn't really be surprising but that is so devastating to hear like we are in the 21st century here Mm, (laughs) there have been mm -hmm. female comedians for a very long time up until this point yeah Yeah. but i mean look women just aren't funny and you know who let us out of the kitchen so what do you mean we have to vote i mean everything about this conversation is obviously showing that yeah like i'm in a car but i can't (laughs) drive it yeah <laughs> i'm surprised that you're even in a car like that is actually shocking i'm out past midnight don't look at my ankle yeah <laughs> oh goodness but aud- audacious does sound incredible um yeah and i think the combination of everything just goes to show like that sentiment is so far gone in this day and age like if you're still thinking that it's probably a bit of a time to have a look uh, inwards a lot Yeah. And you know what? I think especially I speak for myself and anyone that this resonates with, but you know, no matter what you do, no matter how good you are at it, there's always going to be at least one person who tries to get in your head about why you shouldn't do it, why you're not good. And if you listen to that, you're not doing it for yourself. And you know, I do comedy or try to do comedy (laughs) because I just love it. I absolutely love it. And I probably could be in a much better financial place than I am if I made the right smart moves for my future. But I just love it. And sometimes that's just enough. Yeah. I mean, I think this podcast has really made me realize like every comedian I speak to, like this is just their their passion. And it sounds as though yeah. like from when you were a kid up until now, you, comedy has been such an important part of your life. Um, yeah. And it's interesting because I know that your last run at the at the Sydney Comedy Festival, Therap Me, um, yes. was, was also very insightful about your life as well and you and you put in poetry and I guess dancing a bit of everything when <laughs> yeah. when you're making a comedy show for you it, it seems like it's just so multifaceted do you I guess you don't confine yourself to just comedy you do a bit of everything has that always been the case 
Every single show I've ever done has had music because I sing, because I write. I mean, every every artist is multifaceted. Like, you know, even stand-up comics who are just doing straight stand-up, they're multifaceted because in the background, every creative you're speaking to is working on a million things just yeah. in case they get the go-ahead, the green light. you got to have stuff ready to go. So every comic who's writing a million jokes probably has a script, probably has a play, probably has a series. And this run was really interesting for me because I feel like the first few shows were super friend-based. All the crowd was friends, was family, people who've been like, oh, yeah, she is kind of funny when we see her (laughs) out drunk on a Saturday night. This show was really interesting for me because I was very honoured it sold out. I extended it to a bigger room, which sold out. So all in all, I had about 200 people through the door. And... When the lights came up on the last two shows, I was just expecting all my friends to be like, yeah, we love you. And then the yeah. lights came on. I was like, oh, I actually don't know many people here. And <laughs> yeah. I had a ton of messages from friends who are no longer friends because they weren't there. Um, but friends being like, sorry, we couldn't make it. And I was like, oh, so people actually people actually came. <laughs> yeah, people like so your comedy. <laughs> and so this conversation has started. It's obviously easier to market as a comedian because the minute you start to involve other things, people are a little bit confused. But um, I had a, a, a person in the crowd who's actually a producer and a director but was like, you're not a comedian, you're a performer. And I was like, okay, I just don't feel like that matters (laughs) it's all the same either way did you like it do you want to give me money but (laughs) but yeah I mean and I love multi I love multifaceted because it's so me I'm not one thing and many people most people aren't um and I think that's like such a central focus for my writing in as well as like being a woman and especially being a woman who is 30 and there's all these stigmas about children settling down you know do you have to choose career or family home and it's like I just want to show that there's so many pockets and angles and options and possibilities and like let's all laugh at me but like let's be honest we're all going through it yeah yeah it's relatable content I think I saw a review where someone was just like everything that you say is just so relatable in such a comedic way so you're laughing but inside you're like Oh, that's me too. Like that is, I relate to this, which is, I think some of the best comedy, honestly, uh, when you can relate to it, but you're like, it's funny, but also like true. And we forget that we're all just going through it. Like, you know, every single person that walks past you in a street has a complicated, intricate story filled with trauma, filled with love, filled with heartache. And we kind of forget that, you know, like Mm. we sit in our cars and we honk our horns saying like how stupid the person in front of us and how much they can't drive, but we don't really know what's going on, you know, where they're rushing to, where they're rushing from. I've got this joke in one of my shows where like I think it's so funny that we sit in cars and we honk our horns and we say how much we hate people. But then the minute we're on a boat, we're like, oh, my God, look, people, I love them. Let's wave. (laughs) Just waving at them. That is so true. I don't think I ever wave to anyone that I don't know in my car unless you're saying thank you. Unless you're on a ferry. Yeah, unless I'm on a ferry. And you're like, oh, my gosh, hey. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, so, yeah, I think we just forget. And, I mean, especially, like, you know, living in Sydney where it's go, 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 it's chock-a-block. We're all Mm. feeling, obviously, financial stress with everything that's going on in the world. And we forget to be a little bit human. We forget to stop. We forget to check in. 
on each other, but also on ourselves. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a really true sentiment. And I think we're all the, I guess, main character in our own stories. Uh, And we think because of that, everyone is just an extra, but really everyone is their own main character. Absolutely. And as a comedian with a huge ego, I don't ever want you to tell me I'm an extra again. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. Uh, Doesn't mean I don't think it, but it is still fair. (laughs) Well, after this interview, I think you'd probably be uh, like a listed extra in the credits, which I think is, that's an upgrade. Credits, credit, baby. (laughs) Credits, credit. All right, we're going back. I'm very excited for Audacious, but we do have to go back to your perfect sick day. And so I need the excuse that you're going to use to get out of this terrible job at Boost Juice. Um, I think you could be the HR manager at Boost Juice because I guess that's the combination. The office manager at Boost Juice would be the combination of both of the jobs that you didn't like. Um, I loved I loved both jobs, to be clear. Oh, okay. loved both. They didn't love me. Oh, okay. But it takes two to break up. Like, you guys break up with me, but I'm still in a relationship with you on Facebook. All right. So we're going to say this is not the first job, the worst job ever. This is the jobs that hated you the most. Yeah. Although I would say that the HR job loved you. I would say Boost Juice legitimately did not like you. Most of the staff from the Boost Juice also came to the show. It was a huge, okay. huge so reunion. So it's just the manager. It's almost like a bad dream. It was like a bad, like <laughs> the, the show, the lights came up and it was like I was in a bad dream. I was naked and all my old <laughs> employees and staff were in the crowd. Just watching you. That is terrifying. All right. Yeah. So um, you start off the day at Boost Juice or at the HR but it's a breakup day. They're telling you you're fine. So it's not a good day. Okay. I guess what would your excuse be if you wanted to keep the job? So what would excuse would you use to chuck a sickie? I'm a horrible liar um, because like my mother, who has the exact same reaction, whenever we tell a lie, we laugh. Okay. So, and I caught on to my mum doing it from a very, very young age. Um, especially like I had a single mom. So when she was dating, but trying to protect me from that yeah. and I'd be like, where are you going tonight? And she'd be like, no, I'm just going home. <laughs> <laughs> and I've picked that up. So I can't lie. So what I do instead of making up a horrible excuse, I just manifest, go with me on this. I'm yeah. just manifesting a potential. So if I need a day off, I tell an employee, I've got something really top secret that's about to happen for me and it's probably going to benefit all of you if I do get it. I can't talk about it though and I just can't come in tomorrow. Right. And how often has that worked? More than you'd think. Yeah, wow. Not only not only the good thing happening but they also believe the excuse. Like I feel like this is a double win. Because I'm just like viciously known as someone that crazy shit happens to nonstop. People are like, okay, 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 she's a spy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she works for the Russians. So I'm not actually lying. I'm always just like skirting around the truth, but leaning into a hard possibility of something amazing is about to happen. But I just need a me day. I just need a me day to work on it. But that's that's a great way to do it because I think it's the first time that we've had a positive excuse. I think every other time it's like something bad has happened. Everyone's like like, violent diarrhea and my grandma died. She slipped in it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where you're like, actually, I have to take tomorrow off because something Something top secret is happening and it's going to be great. And I just, yeah. 
Guys, I've got a really, really amazing feeling about tomorrow. I'm going to need the day off. It's got nothing to do with the seven margaritas that I've drunk on Tuesday because they're cheap <laughs> on a Tuesday. Of course. Tomorrow's amazing. It's not yeah. a hangover. It's a manifestation day. And then to counteract this, so then I take the day off, nothing happens. So when I go to work, they're like, what happened? Then I'm really depressed because yeah. nothing happened. So I actually need another day off because <laughs> yeah. now it's a mental health day. So it's actually a two for one deal. And that's called bargaining. That is, that's great. I love the entire cycle of that. Um, it's that, well thought out. Yeah, it is very well thought out. Okay. So a little you, vindictive. <laughs> but it works a treat because either way, you either get two sick days or something fantastic happens. I'm either the lead in a Hollywood film or yeah. I'm just hung over in my bed in Bondi. Yeah, and then have the next day to actually enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. All right, well, now you've gotten the, the day off work, uh, which with your firings probably is easier said than done. <laughs> but I you... feel like I'm getting fired after this podcast. I feel like past and future employees yeah. are listening to me like, it's bad news. Yeah, it's not happening. No, look, yeah. it's only two jobs. Uh, Beck Sharwood, she came on the pod. She'd been, oh, she had a whole list. I think there was someone else that had been fired from 14 jobs. Maybe it was even Beck that was fired from 14 jobs. Yeah. Um, so I think you're doing all right. Two is fine. Two is okay. I don't think I've ever been like fired. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've ever been fired. I've had a lot of like mutual, like this isn't working. <laughs> it's best for the both of us if we part ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never been fired, but I've I've been working since I was 12 and I lied, lied when I was 12, said that I was 14 and I ran a news agency. Oh my God. That is a lot yeah. of responsibility, even for a 14 year old. I would yeah. not give a 14 year old a new news agency. <laughs> you get the day off. So we've got to start off the day... Just right, because it's not a big night. It's a big day. Baraka Performance. Uh, I say this every episode. Haven't sponsored us yet, but they will at some point. I am manifesting it, so it will happen. Top secret. So what would be your song to start off the day just right? It's emotional, but I think it's Natalie and Brulia Torn. <laughs> yeah, okay. That... I mean, that's a classic song. I feel like yeah. that's a banger that even in a club you hear it and everyone is just weeping, having the best time ever. I have this like weird sick routine with myself where sometimes I'll get the bus to work and I'll get off the bus and I'll put that song on and I'll pretend I'm in the video clip walking from the bus stop to my work and I'll yeah. be like looking down like you know when you're listening to a song and you're like I'm in the moment and yeah. it doesn't matter what the weather is it's always raining and I'm just like <laughs> yeah. the rain is like making my hair smush perfectly I'm locking eyes with strangers and everyone's like there's that weird girl from that shop <laughs> doing that thing that she does that we don't know and I'm like then I saw you man and I've like, got a weird routine where my legs get like long and slow and it's just the best. Are, are you, are you though using the lyrics being like, do I want to go into work, work today? Like I'm genuinely torn at this situation or do I just want to like quit forever? Um, wow. That's, that's just added a whole other layer to tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's oh, just no. like an, ep like it's just me but I'm the whole episode of Dawson's Creek. Like I'm every character. I'm the OC and Dawson's Creek had a baby. Like it's so <laughs> tragic. It's so romantic. Chuck a little sprinkle of like neighbours and home and away. And that's just yeah. my walk from the bus stop to work. 
<laughs> just blasting torn. <laughs> it's low budget. Yeah. Everyone loves it and it's going to get renewed for another season. That's me. That is definitely some of the most main character vibes for a song <laughs> that I've ever heard in my entire life. Like you... Have you ever seen her perform live or is this just like the one song that you're just obsessed with? The one song that I'm obsessed with. I listened yeah. to it on repeat. I recently moved house um, and I listened to it on repeat for two hours and my roommate legitimately kicked the door in and she's like, if I fucking, excuse my language, <laughs> if I have to hear this song echoing down the hallway, she goes, you, I will burn the room down. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, it's just getting good. This is the good bit. Yeah, oh, I gotta say, one of the most depressing options that I've ever heard for a pump up song. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever listened to that song and been like, yeah, let's go party. I, I listen oh, to it. And I'm like, it gets quite like intense at the chorus. Oh, super intense, but like in a like very emo, like I want to tear things apart type of way. Yeah, uh, yeah, that fucks <laughs> me up. Like that, you can literally pay money to go to a room and smash things in Alexandria. Like, yeah, okay, that see that makes sense with, with this type of song. This yeah torn i i back it okay torn a, a, a unique choice is how i'll put it but you know your legs are long it's been raining like you've used all that energy now but you don't have to go to work today what you have to do is have your perfect meal so where would you go in your local area like could be anywhere in sydney blue mountains where would you want to go for your perfect your area blue mountains yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a trek, but if you were really, I mean, people have been keen on that trip before, I'll tell you Got that to the much. bluey, snuck on a couple of gum trees, eucalypt yeah. tree yourself, you're a koala. Um, they've, got, they've, got, they've got very good cardamom cakes there. That's, that's all I know. Yum! Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan Shea picked that for his. Uh, it's fantastic. Nothing gets I, me I, going like torn in a cardamom slice. <laughs> You know, what a combo. What a combo. Baby, we made it. Looking at three sisters being like, you just got another sister, girl. <laughs> You're all in. Okay, maybe let's let's dial in. Maybe not the Blue Mountains. but I mean, you can if you want to. But where would you go for your perfect meal? Money's not an option here. It's wherever you want. Where would you go? I am, and I say this like lightly, I'm a cereal binge eater. Like I love to have as much option and quantity accessible at all times. So any okay. buffet, any buffet, okay. don't care, or yum cha. I'll tell you what my, and this this is like a pretty big secret of mine. And okay. <laughs> this is a pretty big secret. So everyone listen up. <laughs> yeah, everyone's turning <laughs> up the volume. The there. No. Um, <laughs> I remember like one New Year's Eve and I won't say what, we we had a little bit of I don't know if you can say this on the podcast or not, but we had a couple of mushroom chocolates, and yeah, we can say that. I think that's all right. <laughs> we can say that because it was a rigatoni, and, yeah. <laughs> and exactly, someone was talking about there. It was New Year's Eve. It was about to hit midnight, and everyone started to do like this, like, "What's the year looking like? What are your goals? What are your dreams?" And I totally missed the question because I was like so concerned that my fingers were disconnecting from their knuckles on my head <laughs> and all I heard is what's your dream yeah and I piped up and I was like I'll go first <laughs> and totally missed the question it's like what does everyone want for the next year and I was like my dream is to be locked in a Woolworths with the no, no surveillance cameras <laughs> 
time stops, I don't gain weight and nothing is bad for me and I get to let loose in a Woolworth for hours and hours and hours and I get to eat everything, whatever I want. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, are we not talking about our dreams? Yeah. And then I was so embarrassed. I was like, where did that even come from? Went yeah. to the kitchen, cool off, get a glass of water. And this guy that I didn't know came into the kitchen. He's like, where would you start? And I was like, what? And he's like, where would you start? And I was like, what? And he's like, in the Woolies. And I was like, oh, the custard. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's got to be the custard. <laughs> Well, I mean, we can make this happen. Would you want it to be the Woolies? I feel like there's a lot of uncooked things in Woolies and a buffet really overcomes that problem. No, I want to go I want to go buffet yum cha vibes. Like Okay, I do you have do you have like any top dishes? Like what are the top 2 things that you're looking for in a yum cha or does it change every single time? I'm celiac um as of the last 6 years because I had a gluten intolerance that I ignored cuz I thought it was a wank, but turns out it's a real <laughs> thing. And now I'm celiac. I just had to have a um endoscopy and a colon which is pretty much a camera down your throat in your ass. Yeah. It's a different camera, I asked, but I was like, this is not what I imagined when I thought cameras, lights flashing. But yeah. I'm celiac. But before that, I used to love like a duck pancake, a mango pancake, a prawn dumpling. Like, mm. Although, I, so I, I also don't eat gluten at the moment because, yeah, it destroys my insides. Um, but they actually do good alternatives now with the duck pancake. I haven't really had like dumplings as much. Yeah. Uh, there's quite a few like Vietnamese places that do it. You wouldn't find it in a Chinese restaurant, but a lot of Vietnamese places have like, I don't even know what they use. I think maybe it even might be tapioca flour instead. Going the real nitty gritty of <laughs> gluten this intolerance just about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Having two uh, celiacs talking about uh, where to get gluten-free snacks. Because got to say Chinese food, the worst for gluten-free people. Yeah, Absolute worst. But I'm they... such a like, I love a toxic love. Yeah. Like I love it because it's bad for me. If I eat it, I might die. Who knows? How exciting. I'm like, choke me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking to a meal. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're literally you're an anaphylactic in a peanut store. That is what you are right now. You're like, Let me well, let's see who wins. Who wins this I'm one? Just, I'm surveillance camera. I'm in a girl's night. It, it does make me sad that there is no EpiPen for Celia because I feel like I would I be on that EpiPen every single day if I, I could. <laughs> I've got a fear of needles and I'd be stabbing myself left, right and center. Yes. Just to have that sweet, sweet glutinous down my yeah. throat. But Oh, I got to say Yumcha Buffet. That's a great pick. It's also the thing I like about Yumcha is it's quite social. Like you have the Lazy Susan, which also yeah. who named it that? Poor Susan. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that because it's fun. There's always like one Instagram girl who like puts her phone on it and spins around. Everyone's like, ah, and then you've got a memory. Um, but also the nice thing about it is the shapes of the table. Because if you think about it, like every time you go out for dinner with the friends, most of the tables in like, restaurants are square and rectangle so you're only really able to talk to like two or three people when it's yeah. a round table so much more social i think the issue with a round table though is if it's a longer round table mm. and then you can only still really speak to two people like an oval you oblong yeah like just too big you need like a nice tight little like eight people tops yeah 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 no you're not going to yum with more than eight 
No, but I do love the idea of sharing food. I feel like a yum cha is perfect because you get a bit of everything. Yeah. It's unlimited. And when they bring you the trays, you just feel so special. I love like opening it up and just being like, I feel like this was made specially just for me. And I don't know if it's like just my experiences, but I also feel like they're just a little bit abusive. Like they scream at you. (laughs) They won't tolerate your shit. They instantly just like drop a fork on your table, assuming that you just don't know how to use chopsticks. And then when you say like, I'll have this, 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 they just frisbee it on the table you're covered in sauce you think to yourself why have i worn white again like yeah covered in soy sauce but you all leave like sweaty tummies grumbling like you've bonded over something and you're all definitely needing the day off work tomorrow but you're like that was special and see, this is why your top secret thing has to involve a yum cha because then you've got that extra day just in case. If I don't get the lean roll. Rub, rub your belly for the day, which is a perfect way to spend a day, I would say. <laughs> All right, so yum cha buffet sounds great. Now, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go for your perfect meal? It could be absolutely anywhere in the world. I mean, if you want it on the moon, I guess it could be on the moon. Don't really know what restaurants they have there, but where would you go for your perfect meal? Oh gosh. I mean, the moon, the moon, just to like rub it into all the billionaires who are trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. Just to be like, oh my God, you guys thought that was hard. That's so funny. I'm just like here literally eating yum cha. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it would be cool to go to like Atlantis, like, because I love the ocean. Okay. The, um, underwater sea creatures. I'm a strong, strong believer in mermaids. Looking for my perfect merman. Shout out if you're tuning in. <laughs> um, but I think that would be kind of cool, like yum cha in Atlantis. Well, I guess the food would be very, it could be a seafood yum cha, sure. Oh, I love, I, mean, I love seafood. Love. It could get, it could get dicey. I feel like Atlantis, there's some uh, amphibian or like marine creatures that have a bit of sentience. So it might, they might get weird about you eating their friends. Like, I'd could go get a bit vegan. Awkward. I'd go vegan for the merman. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, this no other situation is your except best the merman. <laughs> <laughs> this oyster is your son well i will keep him out of my mouth <laughs> okay so i've got to say i've never had a, a lost city as the perfect meal so a yum cha in atlantis with a merman we're going vegan because we don't want to offend him very important this really makes me worried about what's going to happen next <coughs> the last part of your perfect day is you need a perfect afternoon so like Ferris Bueller, you have to have the perfect afternoon off. So an afternoon adventure. So it can be with anyone doing anything. What would you choose for your perfect afternoon adventure? Okay. So I'll be honest with you. I totally misread um, the question that you suggested I could answer. Um, yeah. And I actually prepared my whole day from start to finish. Okay, great. <laughs> and does it, does it involve an adventure? Um, kind of like, it's very, it's, it's a bit predictable. It's complex. And it also never ends. Cause I was like running it through with my mom and my mom is just like <laughs> in the, in the polite, in the most polite term, my mom was like, how the fuck are you my child? Because <laughs> yeah. She's like, stop, let it end. Like let the day end. And I was like, wait, I didn't even get to the part where Erica Badu serenades me. Oh, um, okay. Oh my God. I'm so excited for this. I just want to hear, I want to hear the perfect day. Okay. I, I do might have to reference my notes too. So it's in my That's notes fine. and it's like two pages long, but pretty oh. much I start the day where I'm not a morning person, but on this day I am. I wake up at the crack of bird's dick and I'm fresh and I'm fine and I'm so ready. And I have a morning yoga sunrise session DNM with Erica Badu, the queen of soul. 
we chat, we talk about life. It's just so phenomenal. And she's like, by the way, I think you're actually going to make it. And I was like, I get that same feeling too. And then I go and have a really, really big breakfast, a smoothie and a juice because I hate society tells you you can only have one, but it's my True. Thing, so a lot of liquid though. A lot of liquid, liquid. but it's my day and my kidneys are functioning perfectly. And yes, question in the back. I have have questions. And this is what worries me is that I'm going to have questions. This two page. Let's see how we go. All right. Yoga. Have you done it before? Is this something that you do regularly? I'm a yoga teacher. Um, Incredible. Of course you are. Yeah. Doing everything. If there's something out there, except for like being a medical professional, I've probably done it. I've also administered a few medical professionals. (laughs) (laughs) My my wisdom tooth is impacted. I'm like, give me five minutes. Oh my God. Terrifying. You just get the screwdriver. Like it's fine. (laughs) We'll get through this together. (laughs) Okay. Summer yoga does like sunset. Sunrise yoga sounds absolutely lovely. Yeah. Are you teaching the class or are you just, are you like, are you teaching um, Erica Badu or are you doing the class? No, we're just like, we're just like in perfect flow. Like almost like, you know, that scene of Avatar where they're like locked out and the bird and the man fly. Yeah. 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 That's me and Erica Badu. Like we're just fully in flow. We're moving the exact same way. Like she's my mirror. I'm hers. We are one and we're (laughs) chatting while we're yogaing. Is she coming to breakfast as well? I think she's got something on and I just okay, want to like, busy. I just want to like reflect on everything. And also I just want to like pig out cause it's hard to eat and talk. Mm. And I don't want to be probably... like, mm, I'm sorry. Just one second. Mm, big bones in my teeth. Like I just want to like binge <laughs> yeah. eat and be like, fuck, that was so cool. Me and Eric yeah. are just like flowing as the sun came up. A bit of reflection is a great way to spend the day. And it, yeah. it allows you to really, really love what you did in the morning. <laughs> and the day's only just begun. <laughs> I am so nervous. Okay, so you're going for this big breakfast. Uh, I assume it's a buffet. It's it's just a big breakfast because I've got a buffet okay. for lunch. So <laughs> that is true. It's you big do. breakfast, but I've got smoothie. I've got juice, um, and then I go for a mad surf. And I'm not okay. a great surfer, but on this day I am. And there's like a pot of dolphins, and then I jump off the surfboard, and I am a dolphin for a brief few minutes um with your merman my merman isn't with me yet because i'm okay (laughs) of course of course (laughs) because you've gone from yoga to breakfast straight to a surf no shower involved it's like you're Um, not even listening to me no i am so sorry so then i have this big surf sesh with all these dolphins it's amazing um and then i go home and i shower and then I go and meet the cast from Superbad, like Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, but James Franco pops by. We write a script, we make a feature film, and they're like, we never really include women in our films, but we want to start including you. And I'm like, guys, I feel That's exactly true. the same way. We I think that. this is – wait, wait, wait. What's the concept of the, of the movie? I can't tell you because we are actually doing it. It's top secret. This is this is the legit thing. This is why I need tomorrow off. You're not even lying now. At this point, it's just true. Okay, so then we're like, the script is going so well. Let's go have a break by the water cooler. We bump into the hangover guys. All the crew okay. from the hangover movie. And we're like, guys, what the fuck? Should we all make a movie? And I'm like, yes, we should, but it should be our second film because the first one's going really well. Yeah, of course. I mean, you don't want to like overcrowd yeah. the first film, right? Yeah. 
So we do that and then that's all going really well. And then I'm like, sorry, boys, I've got to bounce because I've got girls lunch and I've got this like bottomless <laughs> boozy brunch booked in with the crew from Bridesmaids. And we all okay. get super boozy. It's so funny. Like we just have literally the best time. And just for clarity here, we're at like 1 p.m. at this point. Like we are not even halfway through the day. Also the most cameos we've ever had. You have the entire cast of Superbad with James Franco, The Hangover and Bridesmaids. And I reckon you're not done, which is... I just want anyone listening to this, this can be made possible. I just wanted to put all my eggs on the table. So we've just had Yamcha with with Bridesmaids, the cast of. You've got two feature films in the works. I don't even want to ask this, but what are you doing in the afternoon? So then I have the boozy brunch with the girls, but for some reason I don't leave too boozy. And then um, I go and get serenaded by Tom Minch, who's like one of my favorite um, musicians. And then that's like really cool one-on-one. We actually have a little bit of a jam and then we do our own tiny desk performance. Okay. Where it's me and him, mainly me, him in the background, which is like just a nice sea change for him. Then I get picked up yeah. by a helicopter, dropped off to a submarine, which is like a huge nightclub. We dance under the water. My merman is there. Okay, there we go. There's the merman. And he's like, I've got this pill that's going to give me legs. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't need legs. I'll come and join you. And then we rave under the ocean and we swim around the submarine. Now let's go home and have a rest. Um, okay. I I write notes, as, as I've said on the podcast before. And <laughs> again, what is with people trying to destroy me with this? Tom Minch as well. I actually don't know him as a musician. What's his vibe? He is unbelievable. He's predominantly like guitar based. I think he actually dabbles in a lot of instruments. He's got the voice that's like, did you ever have a lava lamp growing up? Of course. He's got a voice as smooth as a lava lamp. Like it's (laughs) just delicious and divine. And I tried to follow him like to all his shows, but I just had my own shows because, you know, just two Hollywood babies trying to meet up. (laughs) But um, his was like a sold out arena and mine was an open mic, but size doesn't matter. It's what you do with it. Same thing. I mean, yeah, he's the background on your sh- in your tiny desk anyway. <laughs> exactly. But um, have a listen to him. He's so cool. He's got this deep voice. He's English. He does a really cool um, live session with FKJ, Twi- uh, FKJ, who's the okay. New Zealand producer. He does something cool with Masego um, as well. But, yeah, he's just very funky, very, like, neo soul house jazz funk but he loops and builds and 100% you have to go and listen to him after this it's so funky it's so cool like I can just never get sick of it he sounds great I'm gonna have to listen to him now and I literally love him like I literally love him like I would there was a period in my life where I was trying so hard to just make him my boyfriend (laughs) so he's not the merman in this situation he's separate 
I don't care what, if he's fawn, if he's octopus, I don't <laughs> care what form of vehicles he's got connected to his waist, I'll take him. Yeah, I do like that at the end of the day, instead of him growing legs, this perfect man, you instead turn into a mermaid and then live your life under the sea. It's my perfect day. It's not reality. You know, yeah. my reality is that me and Tom Minch meet up one day, but on my perfect day, I want to be a fucking mermaid bitch. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, you know what? No one's ever changed form and I, I love that you have decided that you're going to change form for today. It's going to work. You've got those Harry Potter <laughs> gill things that you can do. Yeah. So you're living underwater, living your best life. Um, oh, no. I have some really bad news. Uh, the manager of Boost, he's actually, he's just found out that you're trying to get another job at Boost <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the fifth time. And, and he's calling up and he said, you know, I thought that I told you to stay away from Boost for the rest of your life. You were fired. <laughs> what, like, what is your excuse here? I hear that you're hanging out with Tom Minch and not coming to work. Like, what's going on? What would you say to him? I'd be like, I need a pay rise. No. <laughs> <laughs> from $8 an hour, please. <laughs> I just always have a vision of him just like turning up front row to a show that I do and just like, <laughs> throwing a mango magic on me like, shame shame <laughs> oh <laughs> god like game yeah, of thrones-esque I, I can see him ruining my perfect day out because he ruined my childhood but <laughs> yeah. firing me and making sure i never got a job in the franchise again yeah he like blacklisted you you know what stuff it he can't even contact you you're under the sea at mm. this point like yeah good luck buddy good yeah. luck the only phone that gets reception under the sea is probably a mason <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this random like derelict sidekick brand which i use yeah. by the way yeah. i mean it's it's good value for money yeah, it's good value for money. all right i'm gonna do my damn best to try and recap your perfect day off okay uh, i know that it goes on forever and you're living under the sea but i feel like at some point night has to happen so there has to be the end of this day yeah. but you start off the day in not your worst job but just the jobs that you had mutual breakups with which is boost juice and for some reason you were an office manager after going serving in bali which is great yeah. um you then your excuse for getting out of work is that you're actually manifesting something fantastic happening and tomorrow it's top secret but you know it's going to happen because you're not lying you're telling the truth that you think something amazing is going to happen and it just might but if it doesn't well then you're going to have to take another day off for a mental health day because something great did not happen but thankfully today something great does happen and Natalie and Brulia she's pumping on your speakers for two hours straight you're listening to Torn you've got those long legs you're ready for a big day you still, oh God. All right. You, you start off the day with sunrise yoga with Erica Bardo, which is fantastic because then you go from there and you just want to reflect on it. So you're having a beautiful big breakfast with both a smoothie and a juice. It's not controversial. It's just fantastic. And then you, you just, you bump into the guys from Superbad. So Jonah Hill's there, Michael Sarah, they're having a great time. And you're, and James Franco happens to be there too. You're writing a script for a movie, movie goes great. Go to the world water cooler. Have the entire cast. time on the podcast for this? We're, we're, we are slamming through this. You, you see the, the crew of The Hangover. You write your second blockbuster hit, but then you're hungry because the breakfast is worn off by this point. You just write, <laughs> written $2 million pop culture hits. You go to Yamcha, which obviously is your perfect meal. But with the cast of Bridemaids, who we know will make it so exciting. Oh my God. After your lunch though, you're feeling great. You are serenaded by Tom Minch and then do a little tiny desk uh, video where he's in the back and you're singing and it's a great duet. 
but then you get helicoptered out to a submarine club where you meet this guy under the sea who is a merman he's not a mermaid he's a merman and he confesses his love to you he says i want legs you say no darling we are going under the sea forever. And then down you go to the under the sea yum jar to live out your days as a mermaid. Definitely the craziest day off we've had on the podcast so far. No one has ever shapeshifted or been flown to a submarine club. Um, it's insane. But I knew that when we started this podcast uh, in your car, that this is probably where it was going to end up. And I am so glad that it did. Hearing it read back to me, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. We all have questions at this point. I'm just, I'm, oh, goodness. If, if Audacious is anything like this, I am so excited for the 29th of June. Thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Ziggy. Chuck a Ziggy. Well, there you have it. The perfect day off for Talia Joan. The most cameos in an afternoon by quite a sizable margin. The entire cast of Superbad, The Hangover, and Bridesmaids. Oh, and James Franco. But you know what? I'm kind of low-key excited for these movies. All two blockbuster hits. Uh, make sure to grab your tickets to see Audacious at Knox Street Bar on the 29th of June and all of Talia Jones' upcoming gigs on www.alittlewildlife.com. As always, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things and follow us on the socials, Chucking a Sickie podcast and join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.